Good afternoon. This is the Sativa segment. Your host, Richard Chang. Uh, we're recording episode 16 today. Um, with me are is my co-host, Dalton O'Neill. Welcome back, Dalton. Howdy, How friends. You? Happy to be on the 16th yeah. episode of the Sativa segment. And of course, we have our guest today, Max Uhouse. Uhouse, yeah. Uhouse. Yeah, okay. So I've, I, now that I've <laughs> butchered your enough. name, man, um, he is actually the owner and CEO of Dope SEO Marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, my understanding is that your company is dedicated to the cannabis space for SEO marketing, correct? correct? Yeah, we do. Okay. It's gray area marketing. That's okay. what we focus on. Well, before we jump in, um, I like to say that this episode is fueled by the law firm of Richard Ritter Spencer Chang uh, or RSC Law. It's, uh, it's my law firm. And um, just a little bit about the law firm. It's a, it's a full service business law firm that's dedicated, um, you know, quite a bit of its resources and time in the healthcare and alternative substances space. Um, if you want to learn a little bit more about it, it just go to our website at uh, ritterspencerchain.com and to find out a little bit more about our services. Um, so let's jump over to Max again. Okay. All right. Let's let's What's shift our focus over to your to your um, SEO marketing company. A little bit about you. Now you mentioned earlier as we were talking, you're from New Jersey. Originally from Jersey, yeah. Okay. So yeah. what brought you down to the Lone Star State? Uh, shortest version of this story is basically I worked in New York in the club scene um, until roughly a month after 9-11. Uh, my the entire club scene kind of disappeared. Is there really even a club scene these days? I mean, do I, people even go to nightclubs? They do. They, they still do. do. Yeah, okay. they still do. But I, I was working with I was working with some pretty heavy hitters back then. Uh, I was working with the Lyricist Lounge. I was working with, we had like the longest running hip hop show in New York for like two years. We were doing live events. We were, we were doing four or five events a week, every week. And I was going to school at the time. 9-11 um, happened. I mean, every everything that happened with 9-11 happened and I needed a change. Um, so I moved, I, I bounced around the country for 10 years, ended up down here in Texas in 2011. Uh, okay. You know, just uh, came down here to open a, a completely different business, uh, doing sales and marketing. Um, during that time, uh, I got into digital because digital was just the, tr you know, it, it was essentially like in the 90s, the internet was still a weird kind of thing. Like you didn't have smartphones, you didn't have whatever. You had a flip phone, you had a pager. I still remember going to the library during, right. during, during college to have right. to send an email. Right. Because nobody really had... Um, internet and PC. If you did, it was the phone line that goes, everybody had, everybody had the, you got mail. Yeah. You got mail, AOL addresses. Right. I mean, you know, it, it was, so during, during the period of what we were doing, we, we ran a, uh, basically a direct sales company. Um, and my direct sales company, the internet was killing us essentially. And mm. I was like, we, I need to figure out a way to, you know, and we did basically business to business, house to house, door to door sales. Um, the internet was, coming of age, you know, come, sure. coming to, to, to mainstream. And, you know, when you had to train a team of salespeople and I was still at that time, I was still like the top salesperson in the country, we're in the top office. Um, we had a crew of like, you know, 20, 30 people that we were managing here in, in the, in the Dallas area. And it just became obvious to me. And then it was like gas prices and everything else was happening. People were getting jobs online, whatever. And you could go online and buy what we were selling. Whereas before okay. there wasn't, a, there, there wasn't any of that. Um, when the, when the company was like super profitable, you didn't need a website, you know, you just need to show, you needed to show up in the phone book. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, all you needed was a business card now, it, you know, and then 
even then it's it's crazy to say like 2010 2011 you, you like your websites begin to matter you know your digital presence began to matter and that's when i just started basically i was still running my business full time but on i would spend about 4 or 5 hours a day just doing digital marketing training for myself and you know my my thing was you know you're doing cold marketing going to talk to 100 people a day hey would you be interested in my product hey would you be interested in my product hey would you be interested in my product it's a grind, you know, it's a grind. And to me, it was like, I wanted to attract the right people to my business. So I really got into YouTube marketing. I got really into, you know, really good landing pages, building really good websites that attracted the right people. And that's Mm. what attracted me to SEO because instead of me doing, um, you know, cold calling or outbound sales, it was all basically now inbound pre-qualified inbound sales. And my thing when it came to doing sales, when it came to doing marketing was, I can't, if I don't believe in a product, I can't sell it, you know, and the same time as a service provider now, um, cause you know, cause that's basically what we do. Like if I can't produce results for myself, how can I justify me telling a client, yeah, we can get you results if I can't do it for myself. So I needed to prove it to myself first, uh, prove it to myself first, you know, ranked number one, launched, launched the course, did a bunch of stuff, you know, made my first 10 grand online off of YouTube videos, uh, back in like 2014, 2015, 2016, and then just, I was like, okay, cool. So now SEO. SEO is where I, I wanted to so spend my time. what is SEO? Well, I mean, there, there are a lot of listeners out there who are listening to this right now who have zero concept what SEO marketing really so is. It's the long-form search engine optimization. It's also search engine marketing. Um, it's essentially, if you think about, you know, back in the day, people used to use the phone book. Now your go-to is Google. Hey, Siri. Hey, uh, you know, whatever. Chat um, GPT. Chat, well, no, Chat GPT is for content. But I mean, like, if you're asking for like directions, if you're like, hey, find <laughs> like that, you're like that, you know. So you're, she's, she's here. She knows. You know, te- she technology knows. now is always listening. Um, but with that though, is essentially it's like most people's go to now is Google Maps, Apple Maps, uh, you know, Siri or whoever. Because what you want, everything you have is in your pocket now. You know, you don't need to go to a phone book. You don't need to call, hey, can you get me such and such as phone number? You can just look it up. It's all saved where it needs to be. So when it comes to search engine optimization, we want to make sure that if somebody's searching for a product like what you're selling, you show up. You know, so essentially if it's like restaurant near me, da, 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 you know, we made a decision to just go straight cannabis, straight gray area, straight like hemp and and other companies like that so if somebody's searching for a dispensary near me cbd near me dull date near me cbd gummies near me um we want you to show up if you're a retailer if you're an online um storefront you know if if you're just an online you know because we can get into this but you guys already know because i was watching a few of your episodes like you have your d8 your d9 your yeah which now you don't necessarily need a local location you know, you can sell pretty much nationwide, at least for D9 hemp. Uh, D8's a little different because the rules change every month, it seems, for different states. You want to show up. The, the marketplace is a lot more competitive, but it's a lot more lucrative for what you're doing. So let me ask you this. Um, with, with SEO marketing, it, it is you jumped into cannabis as your first uh, specific industry that you wanted to serve? That was the industry that I had the most fun working in. Okay, but um, what, 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 why that? And what? How does that? How to serve? Because I noticed on your website you you serve law firms, for example. Well, you we serve cannabis you serve, law firms. Okay. Yeah. We, so, we, <laughs> what what differentiates you? You, I guess, ser- serving the cannabis industry versus other industries in terms of SEO marketing. 
So from this, cannabis by itself, hemp by itself is a very regulated, you know, it, 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 and we were talking about it before, like social media or whatever, like their cannabis, hemp, THC products, Kratom products, you know, CBD products, it's very regulated. Um, it's not like your local plumber. It's not your local insurance guy. It's not your mm -hmm. local home remodeling company. Um, it's constantly evolving. You know, I, I'm, has the 2023 hemp bill? No. Okay. So it just got pushed another year. It just got pushed another year. So that's actually really good. I already knew what you're, sorry. I didn't mean, no, 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 I already no. knew what you were asking. No, no, so. no. Well, no, because I'm saying like, because, because the 2018 farm bill kind of opened the gates. Mm -hmm. for cbd to for cbd to be sold online and sure. like uh what you were talking about in the last episode with dev marketing the 2018 farm bill opened the floodgates yeah. for cbd manufacturers gummy manufacturers flower sellers everything else but there are still a ton of regulations on that and the mm -hmm. regulations whether it's federally legal or state legal you still have to go by your state regulations so from this, it's essentially, it breaks down to this. I get bored really easily. If there's no more challenge, I get bored. Um, we were getting really, really good results for a bunch of our clients, but I got, I was like, how much more traffic can we send to the commercial cleaning company? You know, yeah. I was like, we already know what we're doing. And while there's like, yeah, we can make really easy money just being the commercial cleaning SEO company. I was my most fun clients, the one, you know, like, so let's put it this way. Going to a cannabis event to go meet with clients, going to an after party with cannabis clients is a lot different than going with insurance clients or going with, I'm sure, you know, um, and realistically from a, the most lucrative, the most challenging, where did we have the most experience? You know, when, when we so my background was like, I built my first cannabis website in 2016 for a buddy of mine who was doing a cannabis delivery company mm -hmm. out in Phoenix. Um, in 2018, 2019, uh, Plain Jane, which was the, you know, Plain Jane hemp, Plain Jane CBD, um, Evan and Lindsay hired me on as like their main SEO. And we, and me and a couple other people, we took them from 600,000 in online sales to 4.2 million mm. in less than six months, just doing proper SEO, just pro doing proper optimization, making sure they showed up for a CBD hemp flower, uh, CBG. And that was flower. a lot of money back then. That, that was before was, all this inflation yeah, over here. That no, was, but I mean, even if you think about it from an, like, you don't, you don't have a, a building, you know, yeah. like you don't have a storefront. You don't, this, this was all SEO. Um, and I mean, to go from a, from, from six figures to multiple seven figures mm -hmm. in online sales is huge. That's for any company, yeah. you know? Um, and we were able to do it. And then they eventually, they sold the company to somebody else and, you know, I lost my retainer, uh, <laughs> and they, they hired. Me. <laughs> they, they actually hired me back on a couple months later because the guys that bought the company broke the website, and then I was like, I want double, and they hey, paid there me. There we go. They paid me. We're double. breaking news over here yeah, right no, now. They, are, yeah. they paid me double. No, this is this is a this is an ongoing story. This was actually why I started Dope SEO because I was like, this was all after COVID too. Because COVID was, you know, COVID. I put on fifty pounds. I was miserable. You know, it's like everyone's. And I was. Just How like, did you come up with Dope SEO? That's an interesting story. Okay. Um, essentially, I wanted something simple. I wanted something easy to. There's a double entendre there. You know what I mean? It's like sure. it's, it's dope. It's dope SEO, but it's you also wanted like, something dope. Yeah, I wanted That's something right. dope, but I wanted something. I'm also like a like an 80s, 90s like East Coast. I was like, I still say dope. Like, oh, that's right. dope. Like, so it was dope SEO. So what do we do? We do cannabis SEO. So it's dope SEO, but we actually get really good results for our clients. So we do dope. 
SEO. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it was on. Was it your idea or was it someone else? It was actually. It was mine. Um, okay. I somebody else had owned it and it was on auction and I paid. Actually, this was this was one of the most expensive URLs I ever bought. I paid five hundred dollars for the for the domain. Okay. Um, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it was still a good deal because yeah. I was like. And it was like somebody else had it. It was actually a, 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 a marketing company, an SEO company in Australia that they just stopped using it. And I was like, I'm buying it. Oh, Whatever. Just, those Australians, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know. If that's so, so, so with SEO, you know, that involves the URL it brings up because I see a bunch of like dope SEO dot CO. Yeah. You know, like yeah. oh, that. Like, oh, like .co. Yeah, like .co or yeah. .org or this and .net. So what? It, how does that impact your business at all if a client has, you know, because I think Greenlight Events has .com. But let's just say Greenlight Events Company .co versus .com. Does that impact your SEO, your business? Let's say .com costs 10 grand and .co is free and there's no trademarks on it. If there's no trademarks, so here's the thing, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of owning your brand yeah. and owning every aspect of yeah. your brand, including, what is it, it's green light. Or just .co versus .com versus .xyz for Doesn't the crypto kids. Does it make a difference kids. anymore from, yeah. from a search engine standpoint? Not really, but also, I can tell you this, working with Plain Jane back then, yeah. there were people that would buy plainjane.net or, right. or plainjane CD. Trying to knock them off, right? And they would use the brand name and we, because they were trademarked, we yeah. would actually send them cease and desist letters yeah. and take, you know, take down their websites. Right. Um, from a trademark standpoint, I think personally, you want to own every aspect of yeah. the brand. Because, and this is the thing, even like the weird misspellings. Right. I've got big hands. I type really badly still to this day. I'm on the computer all the time, but I'm still like T instead of F. Yeah. Um, you know, if you know that there's an, like if people actively like type in the name of your company and it's like, it, whether it's G-R-E-E-N or right. G-R-E-N, they may not hit the double Just space. Just go grab it. Grab it anyway. Digital real estate. I see what you mean. Digital real yeah. estate. You want to own it because... For, <sighs> I just, I want to own my brand. Yeah. But know? for SEO purposes, it's irrelevant right now. For the, the dot co dot com dot net dot X, Y, Z dot D, you know, like some, each one's a little different. You know, the, we own dot us sites. We own dot co sites. We own dot yeah. net sites. We own dot whatever, um, dot me, you know, from an SEO standpoint, it yeah. doesn't really make a difference. I think from a branding standpoint, yeah. you should own as much as you can. Gotcha. You know, in, and just cause you don't want anybody else pretending yeah. to be you, you know? Uh, we've seen it happen to where yeah. people build dummy sites pretending to be a different brand. Right. And what's interesting about SEO is like, like you were saying, not a lot of people understand SEO. So you'll have these brands that sink 20, 40, hundred thousand, you know, a couple, you know, half a million into production, branding, product development, da, 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 da. But they, and then they're like, oh, we're just going to do Facebook and then we're going to do Instagram yeah. and they don't do anything with their SEO. So somebody could come in and buy a close domain. Somebody yeah. could come in and buy a, uh, your brand name with a dash in the middle. Come in, you know, yeah. green dash light. Right. Disaster. And they actually put in. They just do a little bit of SEO. Whereas you may have built your website on Wix, or you had your friend do it, and you, you know, we're going to build a Squarespace site, or we're going to build something ridiculous yeah. that doesn't optimize, that doesn't rank. And now they're showing up above you for your brand name, mm. getting your traffic getting people that are searching for you, but they're finding your computer. Yeah, and if you're not showing up on Google, you're not yeah. here. You're not like, here. You're not you know, here. So you, you briefly mentioned closed and open. What does that mean? Closed and open. Or were you, did you mean secure and non-secured? Websites? Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. 
I talk a lot, so I talk really okay. fast. So we may need to go back and let's like refresh. Like, well, <laughs> let me ask you this. I mean, because I've seen um, websites that have like HTTP. Oh yeah, no, S you want versus the S. You always want the S. The you S always is want the S. Yeah, you always want the S, especially if you're doing ecom. But um, why? Well, it's a secured socket link. Okay. Uh, the, S the SSL basically means that you have a trust factor that your site has at least like the bare minimum of security on your website to allow you to to capture information. Um, you know, enforce some sort of security against spammers, hackers, whatever. But uh, but it's also like you have a secure line. If you're doing e-commerce and people are paying for products on your website, your SSL is incredibly important because you. Uh, the last thing you want is somebody visiting your website and a red flag pops up that says mm -hmm. this site may be trying to capture your information and mm -hmm. sell it yeah, to somebody yeah, else. Yeah. Whether you've had the, you have the S or not, does it impact the optimization yeah. aspect of it? It yeah, does. It, it does because it's a trust factor for Google. You know, okay. if you let's just put it this way, and there's plenty of hosting companies right now that offer free SSLs, um, unlike GoDaddy, it's where it's like if you just go in and you buy the basic GoDaddy hosting package, they're yeah. going to want to charge you a hundred bucks per website per year for an SSL mm -hmm. package. But you can go with WPX. You can you can go with a, a ton of different hosting companies that'll give you a free SSL. Mm -hmm. doesn't cost you anything extra and they're generally like better for speed performance uh, for your website. But the SSL itself is, is should be something that you have. It's kind of like you should have the, the little twisty things that go on the tire, you know, to make sure that your air doesn't yeah. leak out. You know, like, like you should have a gas cap on your, on your, on your car, you know, not just like the lid that smacks on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. You don't want the smack on. It, it should just uh, be, it should just be like a no brainer, you know, yeah. essentially. Especially for e-commerce people. If you're just like a blog or something, it might not be as relevant. But, but even if you're a blog, you know, if you're a blog, odds are most blogs these days are capturing some sort of yeah. leads. They're doing some sort of affiliate marketing. They're getting yeah. some sort of, you know, lead generation. They're getting some sort of sponsorship. They're, get, they're, they're doing some sort of promotions for yeah. somebody else. Nobody just blogs anymore just to blog. If anything, they're like, how do I monetize my blog? And yeah. it's, you know, and the last thing you want is like an unsecured website that now you're trying to capture, hey, sign up for my newsletter, sign yeah. up for this. And you get that flag, that that instantaneous, like this site maybe is trying to right. steal your information. Guess what? Are you clicking past that nine times out of 10? Oh, I'm, no, I'm shutting you're it down. You're never clicking that. I got, I, got, I got a place to go do it. It seems like you do a lot more than SEO. You yeah. know, you're talking about URLs. You're talking about license packages. You're talking about different... Uh, website builders. That's something I struggle with is, hey, where should I buy my domain? Where right. should I set up my email? Yeah. Where, you know, so it seems like you do a lot more than SEO. We do. We do. We, we do a lot. You know, my, my thing is this, like I'm a, from, from a marketing standpoint, from a, from a digital marketing standpoint, I just, I primarily focus on SEO. That That's just what I do. Because to me, that is the most important way for you to get traffic. That's yeah. the most important way for you to own your brand. That's the most important way that people, it is the most long-term, tangible, viable way for you mm -hmm. to gain customers. You know, if somebody's search, if you're searching for a pizza shop, you want to show up for pizza shop. If you have mm -hmm. a thousand milligram D9 uh, strawberry lemonade gummies, and I'm, that's specifically what I'm looking for. You should show up for that. You know, if somebody's, I can deep dive this so deep, but it, it's, it's like your, if you think about how we shop as consumers, I'm, I, I'm a very, conversion-based search engine person now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, that's essentially what we focus on. I, we can help build your brand, but realistically your marketing should generate revenue. You know, there's one thing to be like, oh, I rank number one for my brand name. 
congratulations, you should. You know, like I Googled Richard Chang. Right. You showed up for your brand name. You know, you have a bunch of really cool things. Did you Google me? I did. I did. I like <laughs> okay. to have a little bit of information. That's impressive because that's a pretty basic name. You yeah. know, it's like. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. But, 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 but I also Professor Richard Chang. I'm Chen. curious. What, what, what showed up? No, it was good. It was your LinkedIn profile. It was it was the law okay. firm. It was uh, lawyers, you know, top lawyers, everything else. And I was mm. like, okay, so this is good. So I, I and this is what I mean. It's like, so for. Let's just put this in, into a law standpoint. You know, if I was looking for a cannabis lawyer, if I was looking for somebody that was that did, you know, medical or or anything that you specialized in, I want to find somebody that's a specialist in that. I don't want to sure. find somebody that's just like oh, I do everything. You know, you, you, sure. what, it's uh, yeah. Cannabis attorney in Texas is a sought after top search thing. It actually, you know, is, or can't you, know? you know? So that makes. It actually is. And it's funny. It's like, you know, if you ever drive west. To, I'm going to do that and see what comes up right now. So you guys keep keep so, figuring it out over here. Oh, I mean, oh, no. so you, you you do have a suite of services, SEO and some other stuff. Now, is your shop is dope SEO? Is it just you or no, do you have employees? No, I've got a team. I've got a team. Okay. Got they're a really, all dope. Yeah, they're all, they're all they're dope. They're yeah. all, we're, we're a bunch of really weird misfits that never really fit into corporate structure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're creating a structure for them to fit into. We create a structure. Yeah, I, I've kind of created this this wonderful little universe of like, hey, you can be really productive and still mm -hmm. be the rebel that you are because of the space that we're operating in. Yeah. And it, it keeps everybody on their toes. And there's a creative aspect. Oh, there's of a it, huge – you right? have to be creative in this Absolutely. because there is no cookie-cutter way to, to – let's just put – it's not there's – no, there's no cookie-cutter way to sell cannabis online. Yeah, you know there is no like we have formulas that we use. We have like things that we know works, but there right. is no when you start talking state by state, or you're talking product by product, or you're talking brand by brand. Um, you're every one of the things that 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 separates us from regular marketing companies is is my my goal is to help you hit your goal. Mm -hmm. You know, and essentially we go through a. I have a forty five minute questionnaire on my website that you have to go through before mm -hmm. I get on the phone with you mm -hmm. because I need to understand a, you know, who you're marketing to, who's your target audience? Mm -hmm. What are you selling? Are you, and are you clear on all this? Mm -hmm. You know, cause a lot of people, well, who do I want to sell? My first event, I, and this is just going to tangent off, but I swear it'll loop back. The first live cannabis event that I did when we like, when it came after COVID and I was like, I'm going hard at this. And I went and got mm -hmm. a booth, right? I went right. and got a booth and I was in New Mexico and this was like maybe two months before Mexico legalized last year um, in April. You know, so it was, it was 2022. And I think the event was like February or March. And, you know, we're, and this was when like everyone was like, oh, I got my license. You know, I, I submitted my application. Yeah. I'm going to open my dispensary. I'm going to be rich. Everybody was walking around like they had the golden ticket to, yeah. to sell weed, right? Um, and I, the first lady that came up to me was like, if I have a product – that everybody wants to buy. Mm -hmm. Why do I need somebody like you? And mm -hmm. I was like, that's actually a valid question, you know, because you'd think mm -hmm. like, why doesn't it, you know, when it comes to hemp, when it comes to CBD, when it comes to D9, when it comes to D8, when it comes to cannabis, it's like you have a very specific audience. Yeah, but at the same you, time, if everybody thinks they're going to get rich and, every, and there are 20 different people who are thinking they're selling the same thing, what differentiates her product from everyone else's? There you go. So this is where the conversation started, but also go ask Oklahoma that, you know, Oklahoma yeah. has 7,000 growers and 3,000, right. you know, rec or, or medical dispensaries. Sure. When you have a city like Durant with 35 dispensaries, five on each block, mm. like <laughs> yeah. what separates you from everybody else? And what's else? the population Durant? Oh, um, you know, yeah, it's it's like you have more dispensaries per capita yeah. in small cities in Oklahoma than you do in. Oh, and the crackdown's on. That's a whole separate. That's, that's a whole, whole separate conversation. conversation. So then we can start going state by state. But um, 
you know, for her, I was essentially, and she had an interesting case. She was like, she's like, I work for the state. I have a dispensary license. I'm guaranteed to be the only one within 20 miles around me. I was like, that's cool. She's like, I just what you call capitalism folks work for the government and figure it out. Gotta love it. So, but with her, it was like, it was like, I just bought these billboards. I was like, cool. She's like, yeah. So when you're driving down the highway, it'll be like exit now and drive down to my shop. Okay. Cool. Do you have a website? No. Do you have a Google maps page? No. Do you have a Facebook page? At least do you have anything that's branded to your business where people can find you? No. I was like, so essentially if somebody sees like get off at this exit, cannabis stop near me, you know, they're like, oh, cannabis next exit. And they Google cannabis dispensary or they Google dispensary and you're not even showing up on the map and there's nobody around you for 20 miles. Guess where you're sending everybody? To your competitor right across yeah. the street. 20 miles in either direction. Right. You know, probably in 20 miles in the direction that they're going to. How does she respond? She invited us over for dinner. Yeah. Um, she was like, I want you to come over for dinner after the event. I want you to sit down and meet my husband. <laughs> she was like, I think we need to talk about this. Because you brought up some really valid points, but there's a lot of people that get into hemp, that get into cannabis, that get into the, the into the industry, that have these big dreams, but don't actually understand the marketing aspect of it. Did she ever become a client? No, we were too expensive for her. Um, uh, but you know, that's billboard. But you got a free dinner out of it. You I got did a get a free dinner, dinner and yeah. also, um, you know, it's a really good story. It, yeah. it, it, I think actually, like I tell this story more than I tell any other story when it comes. I mean, at least from like a awareness level story yeah it was a really it was eye-opening for me in the sense that like this is who i'm talking to Mm -hmm. when it comes to marketing their business because she's not the only one right you know but but it was also like this is what we're this is the problem that we're trying to solve but she's also doing cost benefits analysis of saying that if i were to spend x Mm -hmm. am i getting y Mm -hmm. and how am i going to get y it's really no different than my legal services right i mean Legal services aren't cheap. No. Right? They're not cheap at all. And I think for a lot of consumers or businesses, you're looking at a person like myself saying, I have this problem. He may or may not be able to solve this problem. On the on on paper, it appears that he has a high percentage of solving mm. my problem. Right. But is my problem worth that his much. hourly rate? Right. Is it worth the it's hourly really, rate? It's so different than yours. Right. It's, it's, is it worth the hourly rate? And then it's also, it's like, uh, and I'm assuming if somebody keeps you on as a legal retainer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, there, there's a retainer aspect because that's that's the thing with us. It's like we, SEO is not a one-time fix. You know, right. there is a monthly retainer that right. needs to be honored or we just don't work. Right. Um, you know, I let people slide a couple of weeks every once in a while when I know something's happening, but like- Let them sell a couple uh, pounds on the back door yeah. and then- <laughs> Whatever you got to do. You know? yeah. That's a whole other conversation <laughs> off camera. So- um. But but the uh, oh it's so, going on on and, camera and sometimes too. Sometimes they're just not a good fit, and I was going to actually lead into that. Is that is that a challenge? It always, in, always. Is that a challenge within the cannabis industry that's different than other industries? It's, that's what I want. So this is the thing. It, it's so we don't we don't take on primarily CBD clients anymore because we've had way too many people come in with like I've got my last five hundred dollars yeah and I want to give it to you yeah because we need to pay we need to make 250,000 and I'm like 500 bucks isn't going to get you 250,000 right. no matter which way shape form you cut it. Right. Like you're better just starting an OnlyFans and just like funding your business. Um, What's well, again, I, I hate to keep going back to my services for legal, <laughs> but it's kind of like, speaking I have of OnlyFans, I have, I have this problem. <laughs> Can you make my legal issue go away? I ha- here's a here's a check for a thousand bucks. It's the it's the it's a, it's the last check right. before I write before right. it bounces and before it bounces and my right. business goes out of business and you're like, no, you know th- th- this is the thing. Yeah. I have to sleep. I have to sleep at night. You know, and yeah. and it's like there. Are, 
I know that there are agencies out there that'll be like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll get you. Well, yeah, the money came in. Cool. My thing is, like, I go to events. You know, mm-hmm. I speak at events. I go places. Like, I'm this from a digital marketing standpoint, there aren't too many digital agency owners that actually go face to face to meet people mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I'm like the face of my business. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be in Vegas next week at MJ Biz. Oh, me too. You are? Yeah. Cool. Um, well, actually, it's not next week. It's the week out. Well, the week out. You know, yeah. to me, it's it's all because I'm yeah. flying in Monday. But the uh, but yeah, like, so like I go and meet, I'm co-hosting with uh, Mita for the podcast. Actually, I should talk to you about that if you want to get on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like I'm going to be there for three days. Like I, I go to events. I meet people. You know, yeah. You're know, you on LinkedIn. You're in people. I, so I, you're yeah. not hiding. You're not some internet. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. You're like, not some internet not hidden like, person. Yeah. You know? And this is the thing. I took, I took a lot of my images down off of my own website just because <laughs> whatever. But like I'm still the guy doing all the marketing for my business, yeah. you know, because I'm the one that you're going to talk to. You right. know, initially like my team, you know, like there are certain things that I – I'm training people to do, but I just do better than anybody else that I hire. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have a whole team that that handles a lot of the back end stuff. But I'm the one that you're dealing with primarily. You're so the relationship. I'm the relationship. You know, I'm the one that meets people. I'm the one that establishes this. I'm the one that and this converts converts. But it's also like my thing is this: I need to get a feel for you. The same way you got to get a feel for me because I'm not going to tell you everything that you just want to hear. Uh, Nine times out of 10, half the conversations that we're having with people are, that's a really dumb idea. Don't do it. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talk to my friend. I'm like, don't do it. It's a bad idea. Or why did you do that without consulting us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because our Facebook page got taken down. It's like, why? What'd you do? You know? Yeah, it didn't oh, just happen magically. Yeah, here. it didn't happen magically. Yeah. You know, like, and this is the what thing. What are some of the excuses? Oh, well, we didn't know. Or well, yeah. such and such is doing it. Zuckerberg's yeah. a bitch, you know. It's yeah, like, the internet. Yeah. You know, it's it's this. We thought he was cool with it. Yeah, he was. I just watched the Social yeah. Network again. That was a great movie. Yeah, it, it's a great capital. I mean, it's a great story. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this is the thing. It's, it's like, but most people come into this and they're like, oh, I, I don't understand why my page keeps getting shut down or why we right. kept keep getting kicked off. It's like, go read the terms of service. Meta owns IG. Meta owns Facebook. Facebook does not allow cannabis. Mm-hmm. on their platform, you know, in any way, shape or form to be sold or marketed. Right. Read the TOS. And if you're going there like, Hey man, come on down to our place and we've got weed for sale. It's a whole situation. It's a whole situation. Um, and then, and then you get your, then you get, then you get your accounts taken down. You get, you get your whole business shut down. You, you hire a new person at your store who accidentally connects your website to your Facebook page and uploads all your Boom. products. I wonder if that's a, I wonder if that triggers like um like an interruption it policy. Triggers, it triggers an automatic shutdown of your account. That's what it triggers. We I'm, have, I'm talking about like if you if if they can file uh, with their policy like a business interruption policy. If they, if if like, like a, they could sue. No, if they if they're uh, are you talking it, about Facebook or the people? Yeah, that if, they, are, if they're Facebook because that's that's their primary source of revenue, right? And so if it gets shut down, arguably that's like a business interruption I- issue. It, it, it's still it's still blatant on their terms of service that like you cannot promote this product yeah. on our website, and then it's essentially you going against because this is the thing you don't pay for Facebook <clears throat> no, you know, when you create no. an account. It's their platform that they allow you to use. You oh know? yeah, no, I, I'm just saying like it, it, because a lot of those businesses will buy a business interruption policy, right? Like for, oh, I'm sure that there's some right? sort of insurance and um, on that. And I'm just wondering if like anybody has ever purposely shut it down to trigger like a business interruption policy. Well, well, especially when they change the policies every once in a while. Especially if they're cash poor businesses. This is, this is why I love talking to people smarter than me. Um, so that's actually 
If you're watching, do you see where I'm going with this? I do actually. And and if anybody's watching this and you catch on, take notes because I think that would be worth a test. Um, I'm not saying to do it though. Yeah, and nor am I. And 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 I wasn't. I was trying to insinuate something, and I was hoping that one of you would catch on to it. Yeah, no, it's just you know, it's just real. I wanted to go uh, real fast to your billboard thing because. Gary V talks about you have to have people's attention to convert. You do. So you got the attention with the billboard, but it's not converting. Right. Well, so that's like kind of where you come in, just because well, you have their attention. Just because you have a billboard. I mean, we're here, right? You you live in this area. How many billboards do you see driving up and down? I see a couple. Way? No. A couple. No. You know, do you, but do you pay attention to them? No. No, because billboards are everywhere. Right. And here's here's the kicker to a billboard. You can't track conversions from a billboard. Right. The same way you can't track conversions from a radio ad or a TV ad. You got to have their attention, then you got to convert. Yeah. And I may, you know, this is the thing. It's like our background comes from e-commerce and our background comes from local optimization. And when Mm. you can combine a local website with an e-commerce platform to where you can actually track, this is where your, this is where your traffic is coming from. This is where your search volume is coming from. But also this is where most of your sales are coming from because if if we're talking, you know, uh, different states where cannabis is legal, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are running ads on Weed Maps, running ads on Leafly, doing all this mm-hmm. other stuff, mm-hmm. and there's no way to track your sales from that because in most states it's still a cash business. So yeah, you can drive two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand visitors a month to your website, but how does that convert to actual sales versus an e-commerce store to where it's like, hey, this is the term that sells the most. I know you're really in love with this skin cream that you spent a year and a half developing, mm-hmm. but nobody's buying it. Everybody else is buying the gummies or they're mm. buying the, the tincture or they're buying this. And this is where you should push your money. This is where you should push your marketing efforts towards because mm-hmm. this is where you're getting most ROI mm-hmm. versus this is where you're getting the most churn on. Yes, I know this is the greatest sex wax oil lotion butter thing that, that you've created. Right. You've got, you, you sold four of those last month. You sold a thousand of these, you know, gummies, or you sold a thousand of these vape cartridges. This is where we should focus our efforts on, because obviously this is what people want, you know. And I think that's <sighs> so. It's interesting, so because um, it sounds like a lot of businesses they have a decision to make. Do you focus on your strengths, or do you focus on improving your weaknesses for businesses? I, yeah, uh, you know, I from an SEO market. from an SEO standpoint, we'll always tell people it's like, dude, go where the money is. Like, or at least from a marketing standpoint, keep don't interrupt the money flow. Don't interrupt the money flow. In you fact, know, build on it. If, in fact, build on it, and then you can now offer somebody something new. You know, you you don't. If you go to the steakhouse, the steakhouse isn't like, hey, I've heard about a really great salad. You know, yeah. they're they're not switching up the entire game. You go to Ruth Chris because you want a good steak. You know, but they're not going to. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you heard about the Impossible Burger? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Shout out! Shout out to Italy and France making uh, it illegal to properly label their meat. But that's, that's just I know. You I Google didn't, it. I didn't even realize I'm that's at, whole you thing. Know, They've made it illegal to do that. I'm thinking about going to a steakhouse. Okay. And I'm, I'm, it, think, I'm thinking about asking for the impossible steak. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you, if you think about it, you have, you have the guy that's like, we've been dry aging this for how long? Yeah. Right? And then you come here, you want, do you guys offer, a, a, you know, you, you're shopping in the wrong store. And if that's who you're trying to attract, it's it's like, look, carnivores, if, if you're a real steak lover, you're not going to, most of them, you're not going to sell on why they should go vegan. You know, yeah. so so it's essentially once again, it's understanding your client, understanding your customer base. Who are you selling to? Who are you marketing to? You know, are you a lifestyle brand? Um, are you? Do you have customers that really just want to get? I just want to get buzzed. I want to get 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying cannabis or hemp for, because I want to feel the effects or are you doing it for a wellness thing? And then if you're doing the wellness thing, here we go. Guess what you can't talk about on your wellness website? Yeah, uh, probably your products and how it cures X, Y, Z, right? Right, because um, because the FDA, right. uh, because even though the FDA has lab tests and they have tested CBD and they have tested hemp to, to prove that there are beneficial effects, it wasn't your it wasn't your strain, yeah. it wasn't your grow, and it wasn't your specific product. Right. Unless you're doing Epidiolex saying it, then you you know you can't do it. Here's something fun because there's a dumbass in the industry that's roaming around that told me oh, that I think. That, well, there's one specific one that told me. <laughs> I was going to say which one, right? FDA, I mean, I can, because I can think of several. Oh, I, and uh, your partner um, knows exactly who I'm talking about right now because it's fun. It's uh, but it's hilarious and it definitely involves SEO. I was told that FDA warning letters are the number one SEO you can get for the industry. Because when you type a company's name, mm -hmm. the FDA warning letter is superseded at the top. And so far, that's kind of been true for me. So maybe you think about it, look about it. But FDA warning letters are like SEO dream gold. Because it's like, when I came out of this guy, I'm like, you're a dumbass. We know what you were doing. He was in COVID saying that's this- That's like being on a sexual offender list. You know, and maybe, for, he, maybe he's business. proud about it. I didn't say this guy's smart. I said he's a dumbass. Right. No, but that's, hmm. that's, that's like being on a- But for search engine optimization- no. You Google no. the guy's company, it comes up at the top. Does that make is that does that install trust? That's still a search engine optimization. Do, but doesn't I'm not advocating. No, does I'm not. It? I'm not buying it. Stuff, but that, that's not my question. I'm telling. I'm asking and free to look into too because this guy told me this. No, we have clients that have had FDA letters written to them. Um, we try to bury them because we don't. Can you bury them? You can. They eventually kind of phase off. You okay. Know? Well, the other thing is this: is like if you have crappy SEO. Yeah. Yeah, the FDA is going to outrank you. Okay. Um, this classic guy didn't have good SEO. Yeah, he doesn't with, have so. good SEO. So every bad piece of press that comes out about him yeah. shows up above him. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's. Oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah. because, you know, you can, it's easy to look up uh, FDA warning letters. Yeah. If you type in. No, there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole uh, press. ABC CBD, uh, CBD uh, honey. Yeah. And it'll come up, for, you know. It was some honey. We all know here. Oh, wait. <laughs> Are we talking about a? No, we're not going to talk about. No, it here. we're not. Yeah. We, hey, we <laughs> don't mention names start, here on the sativa segment. Everything, everybody's with an S. You okay. know, the sativa, sativa segment. You're the sativa on segment yeah, with an S, but it's about. not us, right? And we'll okay. never get it. But, but, but it makes sense to bury it. We already talked about this. You got to catch up. Here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I really did mention honey, just like kind of. Oh, I know. A, but no, because I, I have I have a honey guy. So it's interesting who was on the FDA. Which, for the record, yeah. the Sativa segment is saying that there are multiple honey companies, companies out there's there. There's like thirty of them yeah. actually. Yeah, but just don't on your website link back to the lab tests that the FDA did years ago and try to use it as proof that your cons that your product is good and helps people. Um, realistically, if you're not a doctor. Don't make medical. Yeah, claims. but so, so let's, let's even let's, if you are a doctor, you can't make these medical no, you claims. Can. Oh, you um, can. Okay, but, but yeah. let's hone in on that for just a second. You're saying that if you are a company that had that experienced an FDA warning letter episode, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, it's easy to link to, to find your name within that list because it's all public. Mm. Oh, this is all public yeah. information. There's only like but if you have SEO marketing, that's super optimized that's really good you won't you can you can bury that on page you can two or three like, for your brand name search yeah absolutely okay so you can almost in a way indirectly cover it up from a from from a yeah. from a google search yeah. optimization standpoint yeah, yeah it's, it's brand reputation man. this makes sense you know okay. it's, it's brand reputation because and, it, and it, is that more costly though is that really because okay so i guess in, in other words are, are if we saying I would, costly or is it worth the investment you know is well, well here's the thing once again it's it's kind of like day one at the gym versus you've been you've been hitting the mm -hmm. gym even if you've been doing 20 push-ups a day for the last three years mm -hmm. you're still in better shape than somebody that never that hasn't hit, mm -hmm. hit the gym at all 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, even like a small sort of like, hey, we've got a budgeted SEO, uh, you know, plan to where we're building our brand, we're building our reputation. There are articles about us. There's there's public relations being done for us. It's not just Facebook and Instagram and our website yeah. is like has nothing on it um, where we, you know, basically you find our Facebook page or our Instagram page before you even find our website versus like your website should be everything that every, you know, that's your digital real estate. Um, but yeah, like, is it, is it costly? I think it costs you more to not do it than it does to do it. I think from a, uh, is it worth the investment? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Uh, But I guess where I'm really asking is let's hypothetically say I have that, you You know, honey company, right? Let's play out scenario. I got a warning letter from the FDA. Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody knowing about it. And if I go to you post FDA warning letter Mm -hmm. compared to pre-FDA warning letter is the service package that you offer to essentially triage a bad situation different than before. Yeah, because we have to – because this is the thing. Once again, there is no cookie-cutter thing for this space. That's right. Because whatever you're selling, if your brand name sucks or if you have something close – if you have a brand name that's kind of like – if it doesn't make sense for, for the for the space, you know, mm-hmm. or if you have a very specific brand name, we have to basically we have to analyze what's going on. We have to see where you show up, how you show up, what people are searching for, um, and then it's also like, is this trending? Is this being virally shared? Have you pissed off enough people to have them? I hate these people. Did you see what they just did? And now it's being mm-hmm. shared on Reddit mm-hmm. and Twitter and discord and everything else to where it's like people are, are just randomly going crazy versus like, Oh, it happened, but nobody cares. You know, or maybe some people don't even know, or some people don't even know because right. you know, you, you're, you're, you, you didn't make anybody mad and nobody's like virally sharing right. this because they hate your business. So does it cost more? Yeah. How, how much triage, how much, damage do we have to fix uh, okay. you know what i mean like yeah. where is this being shared yeah, get yeah, it yeah. to the second page on google would yeah. be a good you know no no no, no but here's the thing though. no it, but he it, makes a valid point what he's saying is it depends on the amount of damage post fda yeah. warning letter yeah. is it being right. shared everywhere right or are we talking about did you make the news limit smoke? right you right know, right did, right did you make the news yeah you know did did it get picked up and then get picked up by a syndicated because then it's a crisis management situation then it's as crisis well. Management, yeah, and then it's really it's just like, dude, you may want to rebrand. Yeah, you know, <laughs> time to shut up, shut down shop. It, yeah, you may just want to rebrand. I mean, it's kind of like when I make fun of people's haircuts. Mm-hmm. I make fun, of, but when I make fun of his haircut, it's all over social media. Yeah, oh, ha, ha, yeah, the professor. <laughs> you know, the, there's a lot of damage to be done there's to be so corrected much, here. So much damage. No, but he, he owns it though. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, if anything, it's it's like, yes, I know. That's right. I have a mullet and. He owns it. And that's actually kind of how you do it. You know? COVID that did. I used yeah. to, when they said you can't get haircuts, I said, okay, we got to save some money. Here. Yeah, I'm going to save you some know? money. I'm just going to, you yeah. know, business the front, party in the back. Like, yeah. and you, and you own it, which is great. So it's not like, it's not like a, a Britney Spears shaves her mm. head video, which is, oh my God, Britney shaves It's pretty her. hot. I mean, <laughs> you know, listen, there's something to be said about bald Britney. Like, there we go. You know, who was like, the other celeb that shaved her head? Was it Amanda Bynes? Yeah. I think it was, or I mean, I think Christina Ricci did it too. Really, Derek Holland just did it for a cancer fundraiser, but that was like, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy though, so it's. 
Still, still chill, though. Yeah, it's still chill. But- I, I want to ask a couple questions about ads and Twitter and Meta opening up their mm. policy, but that might be a long conversation. No, so, I mean, we got time. If, if, you know, if you want to ask know. a question, I got a good one about just the Twitter and what he thinks happened, but if you want to go first on something. No, um, you know, the only question I have, and we, we really are um, starting to count down on time here. I can see it in the reflection, but, right. um, you know, I guess my question would be more on if, if a company were to hire your services, mm-hmm. right? What are some of the things they should consider? A, a tip, you know, a middle market cannabis company. What are some of the, you know, top three considerations they should consider when they hire an SEO uh, marketing uh, company or marketing team? Is it, you know, is it something to address their website, or is it about the actual content of the website? Is it is it about it's like an it. image that you're trying to it's help all them of it. create? It, okay, it, it's all of it because if you try to sell to everybody, you end up selling to nobody. So you have to have a very specific like who is your client avatar? Yeah, who are you? Who are you talking to? You know, are, are you doing? Um, and then get really clear on your branding, but also like we. Our goal, like I said, our goal is to help you hit your goal. If your goal is to just sell as much of this as possible. Mm-hmm cool, we can have that conversation. If your goal is we want to help educate and we want to do this and we want to, you know, then it's like, okay, then we can have that conversation, but also figure out the work it entails to do that. Yeah. Because the same way, like I said, I'm the face of my business, right? Like you're the face of the show, you know, you're on the, you know, you've got the the law firm, which congratulations, by the way. Uh, Thank you. You know, but you're a mogul for that. You know, you're in, you're in front of that. Most brands, I can tell you this, most brands coming in don't want to be the face of their business. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it's like, okay, cool. So who do we get to be the face of your business? Because I can tell you this, um, let's talk COVID. COVID taught us to, to, to shop online. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you're an unknown brand or a new brand, what's the first thing you do as a consumer when you start researching a brand? Start looking it up. and Start so, looking it up. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're trying to figure out what's the best product, you start comparing. It. Start comparing. You start yeah. reading reviews. reviews yeah. You start reading reviews. I'm big on ingredients now. Big on like, ingredients. Like the food yeah. babe on Instagram is teaching everybody that. So here we go. So, so you're looking at Yelp reviews for consumer goods. You're, you're looking you're, at you're looking at uh, reviews if, for services when you Google shit, it. Shit, I'm creeping them on LinkedIn. Like Olipop is on LinkedIn. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, these guys are. If you're shopping on Amazon, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's proven. Like most people read reviews. You read yeah. the you read the good ones, yeah. and then you read the shit ones. Right. And the shit ones are the ones that generally help you. Well, you really focus in on the shit ones. You really focus in on the shit ones. I enjoy reading those the yeah. most. Yeah. You know? but, but here's They're the thing. You know, it's almost impossible to have a perfect yeah. five-star review on anything because there's there's no It's almost reason. more suspicious. Yeah. 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 You know, so there should be something there. But if it's basically customer service sucks, product was terrible, gummies tasted like crap, you know, didn't hit, you know, never shipped, whatever. There's a lot of things, you know – so, so this is where we go into it. It's, it's like, we got to get your reviews. We got to get your brand. We got to get your ingredients. We have to educate. We have to bring brand awareness. We have to do this. So what do we focus on? Um, we're essentially, that is our goal. Our goal is if you're a brand new company or you're like, you're just getting the ground rolling is, hey, we have a good grassroots thing here. The, the community around us really supports us. Mm-hmm. Great. Let's get some reviews. Let's get some testimonials. Let's get some people saying how much they love your business. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be the face of your company, we work with, we work with uh, a really great agency that does influencer marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, name is High Curious, free plug there. Um, but, you know, Lauren Lauren's job there is actually she connects brands with influencers okay. that specialize in cannabis, you know, that have like 10,000, 15,000, you know, 
and they'll go in and they'll review your product. They'll go in and, and do the unboxing video. They'll go in and then it's, they're getting plugged on their IG. They're getting plugged on their social media. They're creating the YouTube videos. They're, yep. And then it's stuff that we can use to market. Hey, such mm -hmm. and such likes this, such and such, you know, and you get 10, 15, 20 of those, then now you have some social proof. Yeah. Now it's, and, and this is the thing, it's not, not at, once again, we send stuff out to influencers sometimes and they're like, this tastes like crap. <laughs> and you know what? We use that anyway. You know, because it's just, you're not going to, not everybody's going to love the flavor. You know, yeah. not everybody's going to love the consistency. Some, some people may want a hard, chewy Haribo gummy. But, versus the, a, but versus the bad reviews also create authenticity. There too. you go. You know, so this is the thing. So now you're not just a, pro, a brand selling products. Yeah. You're a real company. It's great to have a story behind your brand. It's great to yeah. have some sort of ownership behind your brand. It's great to do some sort of, you know, social um, give back kickback you know if you're doing fundraisers or you're doing something or like hey we're doing a food drive hey we're doing this thanksgiving thing where we're you know mm -hmm. feeding the family 10 percent of our proceeds now go to go to you know we're buying turkeys for kids that that don't that can't feed themselves on thanksgiving that's the type of feel-good stuff that brands like to do or that people like to do to support brands maybe that can be part of their esg initiative i mean you know, like there's, there's so and i know he's saying i'm just laughing head. about it you know you know and, and then to be quiet and to be clear i'm not saying esg is good or bad it's just a thing now it's and just I, a thing and, we're just and, learning uh, about it and i and i've uh i've had to I've had to get thrown into a lot more recently than ever before. It's crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm actually, Especially people naming their companies ESG. It's like, that's interesting. You know, like. I think you had a term. question for him, right? Well, I, I want to let him finish too, but I've been seeing a trend. It appears to me from my own usage, uh, consuming these products, digital products, okay. and just what I've read online, that when Twitter, uh, now X, started accepting cannabis dollars, mm -hmm. which is really just a, a money thing because I applied it said, hey, if you don't have 25000 a month, and it's actually isn't for you, mm -hmm. but it, it's been working. It, see, it appears since X started that, that Meta has opened up significantly. I know the Facebook prefer, preferred program has Read used- the rules. I've, I'm on Facebook and I see certain CBD companies consistently getting advertised in my Instagram, in my Facebook. Mm -hmm. I know a couple of the ad agencies that do it that are in the Facebook preferred program mm -hmm. and they've been doing it over a year. Mm -hmm. But now it seems that it was going about 40 miles an hour on cruise control to about 80 in the HOV lane. I can't open my phone without seeing, without seeing, but fun ads for Delta 8, hemp derived federally Delta 9, hemp stuff. Like I am seeing borderline cannabis ads Yes. on my deal that are getting through the Facebook yes. gateway. And that are, so I, in my opinion, it's, it appears that Meta is leaning up because Twitter came on, but I'm just getting your perspective because I have irrefutable myself evidence that there are ads getting through and I'm seeing the same ads in months in a row. So it's not like they run one and get away with it and stop. No, they run it consistently. I've seen the same ad from the same company every month for like six months now. Right. So, and so I just want to get your, is it, is it changing? Is it loosening? Is well, let me ask you a question though. If you've seen the same ad every month from the same company, do you buy? No, I mean, I'm in the industry. I'm right. not buying from right. any right. of these people. So, so there is such a thing as like, as ad burnout, you know, where yeah. you see the same ad over and over. Oh, and I've got ad burnout. I'm just asking, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's no, but, but the question is different than ad burnout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so the Twitter thing is interesting. Um, we were, we were able to successfully run some ads on Twitter Twitter or users, X or X, sorry, X now. X users are interesting. Um, I feel like it's a very like ADHD kind of platform. You know, you either live on it or you don't. Um, the Facebook, Instagram thing. Have you gone through any of those funnels? I have. Okay. 
they're really interesting the way they do it. I, I can like tell different you this. pages, like page arbitrage. Page arbitrage, but it, it's it's the way that they do those. I can tell you this: the conversions on most of those ads are trash. Okay, from a sales standpoint. Yeah, I'm not buying CBD on Facebook no, right now. Right not now, buying, but but it's also if you actually read the rules on um, from Meta now about what they're allowing you to okay. do to get to to run those ads. Um, it's the same thing. Now back to this. I used to do a lot of SEO for drug rehab companies okay. and sober living and, and whatever. It was the same. You still have to submit a legit script uh, verification. That I think is four two twenty five hundred three grand five thousand for the application. To to Meta. To no to legit script. Oh okay. For to them to script. verify you mm -hmm. as a real business. Okay. Before you can even start running those ads. Gotcha. And then you take that certificate to. You just say, "Hey, we're a real business." Yeah, okay. But that's a that's a that's five ten grand right there for that. Um, then you have to cre do the creatives, but then also like there. From the last time I looked at it, honestly, like there, it can't be consumables. Okay. It can't be consumables. I, I see a lot of consumables. You, Keep yeah, going. They're they're spinning it, but the, is gummy a consumable? I mean, <sighs> obviously, but yeah. Gummies in this weird. I, I can tell you this: most of them are doing these ads, and they're doing it to like some sort of weird educational page. Okay. And I, I, we've looked at the metrics on this. I, I had a partner; I no longer work with them, but I had a partner that that was doing ads on and, on Meta. On Meta. Okay. And we were killing it. It yeah. was just like it was in, it mm. was unsustainable. Yeah. It was unsustainable because the ad spend that you would have to do essentially you're burning through ad money. Yeah. You're you're you know we had. 200,000 people see this ad. We made 10 sales. Wow. It's kind of like an Uber thing where you give yeah. everybody free rides for 10 years hoping every, to be the thing. Hoping to be the thing. But it's that also. It's also like your conversions aren't there. You okay. Know? And essentially, well, let's put it this way once again. If Who's buying CBD on Facebook? I mean, some people. I bought a cowhide jacket on Facebook okay, and everybody loves it. But that's it, marketplace. <laughs> but I'm talking CBD. And, and yeah. CBD is... CBD now versus CBD 2018, 2019, 2020, different. completely different. Yeah. CBD then was like, ooh, it's weed. Yeah. Ooh, it's not weed. Yeah. Ooh, like, okay, okay. I guess let me rephrase the know. question. Do you think X coming in and saying, we want cannabis dollars, do you think that has changed Meta's posture? It still goes against Meta's terms of service. You know, Why am I seeing so much more of it right now? Uh, because there's really smart agencies that know how to do it. And okay. There's a way to do it. It's incredibly expensive. So your position is Meta has not changed their posture. Meta still hasn't changed their policy. Gotcha. You know, Meta still hasn't changed their policy. And the fact is, is that the companies that can afford to run those ads, mm -hmm. that's like saying, I'm going to start my own tobacco company and beat Marlboro. You know what I mean? Like you, you're not, if you're mom and pop shop, yeah. And you just and you and you make your own gummies now. You're not going to compete against Charlotte's Web. Right. Budget wise. Right. You know, they they have they have Major League Baseball or, or right. football or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to be able to compete against that. Or if you do, you're not going to be able to sustainably mm -hmm. run those ads to the point where you build the list and you build the brand. To, and the email list and the follow-ups and all the stuff that you have to do. But Facebook's like, people are like awake over there. So if they really hated it, they would shut it they down. They would take it down. Yeah. You know, but they're, they're I was just going to say, you're kind of rolling the dice. You're, you're, rolling you're the hedging dice. the bets that it doesn't get shut down. Yeah. yeah. Right? And my and my position is what I've seen is it feels like they've changed their posture, even if they haven't updated their terms and service. They have, mm -hmm. they have, but they haven't. And essentially, it's like, if you have the money to pay them, yeah. if you have the money to pay them, yeah. What they want, if you have the money for an it's like agent, putting blood over your door for the this, you know, it's like Passover yeah. here. If you're going to spend a yeah. hundred grand a month yeah. on Facebook ads, 
they're they gonna... may turn a blind, <laughs> a blind eye on it. If if you only have, I'm spending a thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, this goes against our terms of yeah, service, yeah, you know. Yeah. And that's where the small businesses get shut down. I that's see. that's where you're okay. but it's also like you just have like mob stuff. Just pay them off, you're good. It's very it's very mob stuff because you have to hire an agency mm -hmm. that is an agency partner with Meta. Yeah. They have to have an agency account and there's a lot of checks and balances that they have to do. And this is actually why I stopped offering it because our packages went from like five to twenty-five to seventy-five thousand dollars for us to set up your ad. So which mafia would I contact about you know the internet? Is there is there an internet mafia? That's interesting because I mean, and we got to wrap it up. By the way, uh, we, we're running out of time, but it almost sounds like Meta has like some type of a pre-approved they do panel they do of marketers that they'll have a relationship with. Yeah, and if you're in with one of them, then the chances of your stuff being on their platforms yeah. and being sustainable is substantially higher than if it wasn't with one of those right. agencies. If you just tried to do it yourself. So do you want to right. be a crown prince of Saudi Arabia or a crown prince of meta advertising? You know, right. you got it. Yeah, yeah, but it's all, it's, it's, do you have the money to do it? I you see. Know? Yeah. So you, and, and once again, it's like the thing with ads, the thing with any ads is that once the money stops flowing, the traffic stops. Yeah. And this is why I always go back to SEO because mm. it's like, if I paid to have, you know, it's kind of like, I just boost my posts. You know, I paid 50 bucks to boost a post. Boost one post, I boosted, right? I boosted one post, right? Yeah. Great. So many people saw it. What about the next one? Oh, oh it's, you know what it is? Yeah, it's like a drug. It's, it's a drug. like a drug. It's a yeah. Drug. You get, you get, you get stuck on the, we did 10 sales by boosting the post. Yeah. Let's boost everything. Yeah. And the, and then what happens? It's not working you, anymore. You run out of nitrous. And well, you're, you know, you, it's it's just it, you're chasing the dragon. Yeah. You're yeah. chasing the ad dragon. Very good. You know, you got you had mm. one good ad run. You made some money, and now. The algorithm changed again. Meta's, you know, the targeting, the pixel, yeah, the whatever, yeah. and you're chasing the dragon. I have customers that to this day chase the ad dragon from 2019. They're like, we're just going to throw another 10 grand at it. I'm like, you should just put it into something else because yeah. you're burning your money. You know, we... Like Tesla stock, you know. No, All right, so, so so Max, I mean, we got to wrap it up, but give me one statement that you want to leave us with about um, the SEO industry and how it, um, short one, a short statement. A short statement. Uh, with, with how uh, the SEO marketing industry can, can help um, the cannabis industry. So the shortest statement is this, is that if you actually care about your brand, if you care about mm -hmm. longevity for your brand, SEO is the way to go. That's hands down, that's it. You know, okay. from, for, if you want to show up and if you want to control how people see you, if you want to control how companies consumers find you yeah and you're patient go to seo okay you know go to seo it's it's essentially it, i used the gym analogy before but it's like you're not going to see re you, you may see some results you may you know if you right. if you go to the gym every day you're like oh i'm starting to get a little thing right if you hit the gym every day for three months versus just showing up every once in a while if you hit the gym every day for six months if you hit the gym every day for a year you're going to be in much better shape sure than you were if you didn't Sure. You know, and from an SEO standpoint, if you hire, an, whether it's you hire an agency or you spend the four years and tens of thousands of dollars to get the education to do it and the time commitment, there's there's a reason you hire an SEO agency is because we actually know what to do to get to where you right. get you where you need to go. But it's not going to be an overnight thing, okay. you know, but SEO is the best way to control and at least like uh, leverage how you show up online okay. and connect with customers. All right. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for oh, awesome. giving us your time yeah. and teaching us so much about the SEO. It was fun. Did, you know, to go back on the earlier show, I typed in Cannabis Lawyers Dallas. Uh -huh. Shout out Ritter Spencer Chang. 
Right. All right. You, you type cannabis lawyers near me, okay. Ritter Spencer Chang. Yeah. All right. If you type in cannabis lawyers in Texas, it's a defense attorney that comes up first in Austin. Okay. So that's just oh, that's just as like okay. a, just like All a right. side note, you know. No, it's good. It's good to know. Yeah. Fun stuff. So that's what I mean. It's, 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 but it's it's search intent. It's buyer yeah. intent. Yeah. It's you know. It's basically most people search with an intent in mind. Yeah. Very few people, unless you're going to school and you're like, I need to know how this works. Yeah. Right. Most people. Most people you know, search online with some sort of intent yep. and it's understanding the intent of the person that's searching for your company. Right. And if you can position yourself to show up there, understanding what they're looking for, you position yourself to build your brand, build trust and obviously make more money. So, well, I learned a lot and I hope y'all did too. And you're, uh, you're in the running for best shirt on the sativa segment out of 16 episodes. That's right. You know, shout out to Ralph right. Well, thanks everybody. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's it for the Sativa segment today. Peace. All right.